Speaking the truth to the state capitol, this is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, folks, Wednesday, March 29th, I'm Jack Riggins, restoring American values, bringing common sense to the capital city. Johnny Cadillac standing at attention for who knows why is executive producing this show. It is whatever Wednesday, so uh, love for you to call in or text in. I'll get it on air. Uh, Rick Stein Recognition Hotline, 402-479-1400. Literally, whatever. I'll talk about anything. uh, National, international, space. uh, (laughs) Lincoln. Legislature. I don't know. I don't, I don't see anything on on the national spotlight that's out there uh, getting me right now. Um, made some uh, strong thoughts, um, both on the shooting in Tennessee and uh, uh, the woman that decided to run over some people here in Lincoln at her apartment complex. It, you know, I, I don't know what to tell you. It, we have a mental health problem. We have a mental health crisis on a lot of fronts in this country. And that's when we put the effort and the energy into uh, figuring that out, uh, we're going to have some success in this very outline homicidal, suicidal slash behavior. Um, but, I mean, ever, I, ever since Columbine, I don't think we do it. Uh, mayor's race, that's getting a lot of press um, amongst all the outlets, both here in Lincoln and uh, statewide. Um, and that primary is coming up, and there's many other races going on. So maybe, you know, we'll talk about that a little bit. Um, don't know if any of you realized it, but um, today is the 50th anniversary of the end of the Vietnam War. Talk about Governor Pillen's honor of those veterans, um, as well as uh, some of the history of the Vietnam War. I've got that pulled up. always like to talk about that because uh, America is a very um, sad place for learning from history. (laughs) We can absolutely go to uh, diversity, inclusion, uh, excuse me, equity, inclusion, and acceptance if you want. Uh, broke that down. I just love the White House's press briefings on on all those definitions, and uh, or maybe you're interested in constitutional carry, uh, making it through the next rung, as well as uh, let them grow, uh, which basically says uh, you know gender transforming surgeries, you know, until you're 19. There were some other heated uh, hearings on the legislature as well around uh, books and you know what's appropriate to be in books and libraries as well as uh drag queen story hour and and you know the drag queen thing is seems to be getting national attention um so i don't know lincoln there's got to be something on your mind and we're happy to cover it here um it is 47 just so you know um uh, feels like 42 a little windy Tomorrow, though, is supposed to be 76, so I'm excited about that. Um, we'll go from there. Johnny, you're leaning into the mic. What's that mean? Yeah, I have what a, does that mean, Johnny? I have a whatever Wednesday off-the-wall question for oh, you. Oh, I love it. I love so, it. Picking it up for the callers. Yeah, so in your military days, you know, you served in Afghanistan, and you've been involved in war. Is there any war above the others that you were especially grateful for was not one that you were a part of at that time? 
Okay. <laughs> like that the U.S. was in. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing with you. I'm trying to break down this question. I know you weren't expecting that kind of question uh, you're, from me. You're asking me if, uh, okay, you know I'm proud of my service to the country, as I think most veterans are. Uh, you're asking me of the conflicts that I served in. Was was there one that I I like wish I was part of or wish I wasn't part of? But either one. I, I was oh. going over like war and history that you're glad that you didn't have to be a part of. But well, I mean, either if, one. for me, I, it's interesting you asked that today and, and we did not can this. But I, I will say this. I did a lot of training as well as um, some tours in very jungle-like climates. Uh, not obviously Vietnam, but same geography. And I will just say this. I know for a fact, for me, Jack Riggins, that I am blessed to have not had to fight in a conflict in that geography. The, the jungle is almost undescribable, and I'm talking about the untamed jungle. Like, I don't know how to describe some parts of Southeast Asia and Central America uh, and uh, North South America. Folks, you can't breathe. <laughs> I mean, you can't move. Every it's, it's true. Everything there wants to kill you. The bugs, the moisture, uh, the deepest green you've ever seen in the plants. Um, and I just think that uh, from a war standpoint, it's a huge strategic advantage to defend those places. And so... Given this is the 50th anniversary of Vietnam, I want to say thank you to all the Vietnam veterans um, because I just know for me, I constantly found myself thinking, how did uh, we or anyone fight in this environment? Um, because it's a very, very, very tough environment. I mean, I, I don't know if you went the opposite and talked to maybe Russians on the, <laughs> what would it be, the Russian Western Front in World War II where it was cold. I mean, I don't, maybe extreme cold is just as bad. I'm sure it is. Um, I didn't have that enjoyment, but I'm glad I didn't have to fight um, in the Vietnam War. If you know, to answer that question, mainly because of the geography and the dynamics there. Um, and, and I'm very, I don't, I don't really have one. Though. I'm like, Oh yeah, I'd like to fight in. I mean, I don't like in the end, you just do your duty and you, you stay on the watch for as long as you can, want to, volunteer to, and um, I'm proud of that. Um, I certainly think, um, as I've said multiple times on this show, you know, let's not fool ourselves. The last time America really went to war was World War II. So if you want to know what a major nation can do when it mobilizes for a war, um, you know, whether that be the Americans, the Russians, the Chinese, that's a war. Um, we haven't gone to real war, even though we have lots of sacrifices. Since then, meaning the people that were there were in a real war, right? Korea, Vietnam, Gulf War One, my conflicts, even Grenada, Panama in the early 80s, conflicts I was involved in. But I mean, from a national standpoint, policy-wise and everything, it, w it wasn't uh, the same. And I, I think that's dangerous um, when you engage troops um, without, you know, total war and an end. So um, be that as it may, um, yeah. I think the entire world owes all the men and women uh, around the world who fought for freedom in World War II. So, good question, Johnny. I was giggling because when you, you know, I know you haven't served, so I'm like trying to, I'm like, what is he trying to ask me? But 
I just try to think of questions outside the box of yeah, questions no, you normally question. be asked. It's a good question. Um, staying on that theme, uh, Governor Pillen honored uh, Vietnam veterans after, uh, like I said, today's the 50th anniversary of the Vietnam War where the U.S. withdrew. And uh, he gave everyone there a really cool lapel pin and, uh, you know, and quote, on behalf of Nebraskans, we are incredibly grateful for all of what you gave up for your families and our families. 50 years after is a time to really say thank you and thank God for the lives that you've had and that all you've done. And yeah, I think it's good to remember. Interesting, I would have never guessed 64,000 Nebraskans served in the Vietnam conflict, um, 396 uh, never made it home. And uh, it impacts, it impacts people. So that is your today in history, without a doubt. Um, remember that. Before I go on to just a, we'll probably roll into the bottom with this marathon because I had an interesting thing coming into the studio, but I'll, I'll stay on Vietnam. And I think, you know, if you want to just quick read, just bring up history.com. I always do this. I come in and say, well, what happened in history today? Um, and, of course, it's the 50th anniversary of the Vietnam. But I, I want you to listen to this because I say it a lot here right now. I, I say we are in a proxy war in Ukraine. And that may go right by some of your heads. It, it might You don't even care. You should care. Um, because what that means is we are fighting a war. We're just not with U.S. flags and boots on the ground fighting the war. Right, it's costing us. We're sending aid, um, and we are doing everything, but officially saying, "Hey, we're here." And it's interesting, right? Because just the first line in studying Vietnam, right? After two decades of indirect military aid, after two decades of indirect military aid, President John F. Kennedy sent the first large force of U.S. military personnel. The South Vietnam. Okay. And then uh, Lyndon B. Johnson, as you know, upped it, you know, to authorize uh, U.S. troops and bombing. And, you know, off we went. And then in 1973, away we went. Why do I want you to focus on that? After two decades of indirect military aid. Because that is exactly what... Washington, because I don't know of anybody who's an American person has got to vote on whether we aid or what type of aid we give to Ukraine. So our elected representatives have been doing this. Um, some of them against it, some of them for. Um, yeah, same thing. This is the beginning. I mean, if we just take a snapshot, you know, leading up two, three years before we officially send troops, um, you have a snapshot that looks very much like the snapshot of what we're doing now. Actually, I'd submit to you that uh, we're spending a lot more money per capita <laughs> on Ukraine. Um, so maybe you want to think about that next time uh, you think about, you know, Ukraine and, and what we're getting ourselves into, um, you know, and what are the long-term effects when we get there. Uh, mayor's race, uh, incumbent, Larry Gaylord Baird, out on the trail. A lot of articles have been out about people raising money. It should not surprise anybody between uh, Larry and Gaylord Bear, Suzanne Geis, and Sam Parker um, that this is a giant money race. I don't think that's, you know, ooh, wow. I just think that's a sign of the times. And that's, you know, in very heated, contested places, this is how politics is going to go. 
and there's nothing you and I can do about it. But, and I and I will say, this is not a shout-out for a particular candidate, but I will say, as he's been on this show, um, I ran into Stan Parker's wife, who, as you know, Stan is running a pretty much grassroots campaign, low-dollar, and she was out handing out flyers in the neighborhood. And I thought, I just thought to myself, that's just cool. Like, to me, like, if the world was perfect, that is how I wish politics was done, right? You had to get out there, and, and all the politicians, Suzanne Geist, Larry Get, everybody's out walking. I get it. But just to randomly run into Mrs. Parker and see that, you know, trying to do it a different way, um, you know, being steadfast on just, hey, you know, my leadership is what I'm about and all that. Um, and to run in his wife, I was like, yeah, that's cool. You know, do I think, you know, that is ultimately going to help or hurt? I, I don't know. I mean, in the end of the day, it's about messaging and, and there's a lot of other things out there. What I'm happy about is there's two good conservative candidates, which I think puts a lot of pressure on, um, the incumbent. And that's the way it should be. There should be good candidates on all sides. And so it was just interesting at the same time, you know, Suzanne Geist is also a sitting senator. So she's busy uh, down at the Unicameral, and and she's got a good p- campaign going. So there's just my point, Lincoln, is there's two different ways to go about it. And if you'll stick your head out the window and just kind of invest a little time in looking at the candidates, you'll see that. And I think that that's pretty interesting. And I think it's a good sign that um, we have good people on all sides trying to run for office. Um, so, you know, maybe on this Whatever Wednesday you're interested in talking about the mayor's campaign and uh, who you support and why. I'd be happy to talk about that if not i'll always pull up some other golden nuggets and we'll just keep uh, trucking on here on 1499.3 klin you're getting the 411 from dtl with commander jack riggins on 1499.3 klin Alrighty, uh, we're back on wednesday i was reading a text from scott sorry about that uh <laughs> i am here <laughs> um and scott wants to give a shout out uh, to all the Vietnam veterans as well. Um, and I think that is very appropriate. Appreciate that, Scott. Uh, some things I stop and read uh, more than others. Uh, whatever Wednesday uh, is dying today, and that's okay because they pay me just to sit up here and talk, so that's what I do. <laughs> but anyway, the Rex, the Rickstein Recognition Hotline will be open. Uh, all second segment, uh, 402-479. 1400 maybe i'm saying it too fast johnny as well as the text line johnny had a good question about conflicts uh locally here i was i was impressed I, you know secretary of state bob evan depends who you talk to i i know him to be a very honorable and good man um the selection integrity stuff over the years you know whether it be national uh, or local here uh, questions you know it's a tough cookie to crack and um I know he's been on this show and I know behind the scenes he has worked um, to get a lot of things passed and supported in Nebraska just over the last two years that have really helped our uh, election integrity. And, you know, he should be applauded for that. So I was happy to see that he was able to go, um, you know, to the Senate and the Senate Committee on Rules and Administration and and talk about election integrity uh, in our state. And and I know a lot of people are going to be like, oh, it's all BS. No, that's not true. I mean, he did the audit. We've seen that. I was disappointed they didn't do an audit in a race here uh, locally um, for state 
uh, senator. But overall, Nebraska and Bob Evnen are absolutely trending in the right direction as far as continuing to ensure our elections are safe and secure. Are they perfect? No. But I think we got a good man at the head there, Secretary of State. So good job, Bob Evnen. Appreciate that. Way to represent. 1,499.3-KLIN. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, folks, we're back on a Whatever Wednesday second segment here. Call lines are open, 402-479-1400. Yeah, big news. Senate just uh, voted to repeal the Iraq War Power Authorizations. uh, That's 20 years after uh, AUMF, as we've referred to them in the business. Uh, That's good. I hope that the House of Representatives... Uh, we'll do the same, and we will gain some more um, oversight into these actions um, now and in the future. So that's breaking news. Hope you'll enjoy that. Let's go to Mike on the call line. Mike, welcome to Drive Time Lincoln. Hi, Commander. How are you? No, not too bad. How about yourself? Yeah, I'm hanging in there. Oh, good, good, good. Hey, just want to, you know, you know, we got to vote this next. I know it's a primary. But we still got to vote and get some change here in Lincoln, okay? Okay. We uh, we need to really come out and not just sit back and say, oh, I'll let my other neighbor vote. I don't need to worry about it. We really need to get the base excited. I don't know how you do that. It's been kind of surprising the last few election cycles, I should say. But um, that's just one observation. Another observation I have, and I don't know if, you know, talk about the hypocrisy in the press. Today I saw that the uh, Arizona governor's press secretary did something. Well, you know, you never would have known by looking at all the articles that it was a Democratic, unless you knew she was Democratic, you never would have known it was a Democratic governor. But if a Republican governor would have done that, our press secretary, that's the first thing that would have been on the front page. Just a little, you know, observation, I guess. Okay, uh, yeah, I'm not familiar with the Arizona story. I'm looking it up right now. Resigns after controversial posting of something. Um, okay, yeah. number one, um, I'll look at that. Sure. Number one, um, I agree with you, and that's been one of the main parts of the show, is just to get people hopefully excited about politics or interested enough um, to then do their own research and just become an engaged voter, not a zombie voter, and certainly not somebody that sits it out, especially here in Lincoln. And I agree, you know, depending on what side of the aisle you're on, this is all I know is Democrats have a pretty good thing going in this city. Um, oh, yeah. And, yeah, and Republicans agree. can point the, the, the thumb, to use an old Bo Pelini saying, <laughs> at themselves quite a bit because there are more conservatives at least registered and independents, um, you know, might flip-flop. Uh, but in the end of the day, if conservatives want change, they do have to right. come out 
in absolute right. mass. And and if they exactly. don't, um, then they need to live with the government they get. Um, right. And again, and, I, I think Lincoln is just not balanced right now. There's good people on both sides of the aisle, a lot of diversity here. Um, but, mm-hmm. you know, Lincoln, to me, should be always a 50-50 town. You know, it goes maybe one vote this way, one vote that way. Um, but I think that, you know, this current mayor, as I say all the time, has run a very national democratic agenda on Lincolnites. Exactly. And, and, yeah. and yeah. I, I hope that people wake up and say, hey, you know, we, we need to do something about it and or at least show up and vote so that the numbers that Democrat elected officials realize they need to be held accountable, you know, even if right. they go on. and. Well, What's our, what's our city council now, Seven, six and one? Yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, last I checked, it was like 85 out of 100 positions. And city council, county commissioners, uh, the majority is is huge. Uh, there's a couple right. of those organizations. I won't name the person, but I I would doubt that they're even a real Republican, <laughs> even okay. though they won okay. on a Republican ticket. And, uh, you know, you have the chance. I mean, you have the primary. Um, there's two good candidates and Stan Parker and Suzanne Geist. And then you, you know, you have the, uh, the council. Yeah. Yeah. You have all that. I mean, there's tons of good candidates, tons. It's a full slate, which is good. Um, and yeah, to Arizona, I mean, again, people, I'm not, maybe I am blowing smoke, but you know, listen, major media, most media outlets are, are absolutely liberal democratic biased. And so, um, you know, guys like me, they want to shut up and anybody else that just, you know, gives an alternate opinion. And so uh, they just shape everything. Well, yeah. Matter of fact, I'm going to do a story here in a second on the money of the mayor's race and just show how it happens even here. Oh, I do have one question. Yeah. The mayor does actually live in Ashland or does the mayor live in Lincoln and have a house in Ashland also? Well, you know, the, she does have a house in Lincoln and she does have a house in Ashland, and ever since that was kind of brought to the public front, I would just say, you know, I'm sure she's smart enough to ensure that her residency is in Lincoln. Is it? Right, exactly. Do you know what okay. I mean? Uh, I understand. But yeah. I think it's a bad yeah. look for somebody right. that's champion. You know, the timing of it was during the COVID masks, all this stuff. I mean, that's just a bad look as a leader. I mean, it's nothing against if you want a second house, but, you know, most of us don't have million-dollar houses and let alone can just, you know, go live in Ashland during as, our mass mandate. A, it's, it's bad yeah, leadership. As a, second, as a second house, right? Yeah. One point, $1.6 million second house. All right. Correct. Thank yeah. you very much. All right. Thanks. All right. Appreciate right. it, Mike. Uh right. Don't quote me on that. I don't know how much your house over in Ashland costs, but it's quite a bit of money. Um and listen, everybody can have that if you've you know made the money. It's just the timing of it is bad for a public leader uh, when when she did it when it was kind of finalized. And uh, you know we've covered that on our show, and people get all mad and say she lives here. And yeah, I I, I actually know exactly where she lives. And uh, you know this, that, and another thing. It's just it's just bad leadership. That's all. It's rules for the not for me, and it gives a gives a bad look. Um, nonetheless. Um, as you can imagine, uh, a lot of stories on the mayor's race. I was talking about, you know, Stan Parker, as he has said, doing it kind of non-traditionally. Um, and Suzanne Geist, you know, I think running a more traditional campaign as is, uh, Larry and Gaylord Baird. And, um, and that is to be expected. And that's where the big money goes. I mean, th- this is an important election for Lincolnites and for the state and the dynamics. And so it shouldn't surprise anybody that the money's at an all time high. I just question media who kind of 
when they write their stories passively aggressively kind of throw that on conservatives in the vein of well who are they loyal to who are they bought by and then kind of give democrat candidates you know a free pass um and and it's very subtle it's not right in your face but that is the tone of many of the articles and in the end of the day folks if you're not an incumbent in modern american politics you need to be prepared to spend more money that's just the way it is right if you're going to storm the castle you're going to have to expend probably more resources i don't like it i don't think it's the way you know we we want it in america but it is the battlefield of, of which is going on. And so, like I said before, I, I think Senator Geis is a very good candidate for mayor. I think Stan Parker is a very good candidate for mayor. Um, the current mayor clearly is a mayor and has run the city. I just happen to deg- disagree with a lot of her policies and um, and then would like to see a change. But, you know, nonetheless, I mean, the city hasn't, you know, we haven't had like a nuclear bomb dropped on us. I mean, she clearly is capable of being a mayor. Um, so you'll have a chance, as will I, to cast my vote. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, folks, I, we covered a lot on the show again, uh, Jeremy on the text line, appreciate it. Uh, yeah, the mayor has two houses, uh, make of it what you want. I, I made a big deal of it because it kind of got finished right around the mass mandate. And, you know, there had just been the kind of double standard of her. Um, her offspring playing sports with masks, you know, something came out about that and she doubled down and, you know, kind of, again, it's okay for us to do it, not you. And then, you know, this house, um, but folks, this shouldn't surprise you. I mean, look at Nancy Pelosi, look at some of the people that have been essentially, you know, mentees or mentors to the mayor. I mean, Gavin Newsom, Nancy Pelosi. I mean, she literally cut her teeth in those places in California I mean, none of these people are poor. They claim to do a lot for the poor. They claim to solve a lot of societal issues. And make no mistake about it. They're very rich. Hey, and there are Republicans like that, too. So don't think I'm just hammering on Democrats. I mean, it's just it's the way it is. And um, she fits that profile. I mean, she fits the Pelosi profile. She fits, you know, a Gavin Newsom profile. Very you know, left leaning, hard left, listening to the crazy, you know, activism side of the of the Democratic Party. And I don't think Lincoln needs that. I, I think Lincoln and I hope gets back to old school Democrats, old school Republicans where, you know, there's a lot of middle aisle and they can negotiate and, and solve things. That's what we need in the Midwest. I mean we don't need any of that coastal stuff here. Seriously. Um with without a without a doubt. Um, so yeah, thanks for that call. That was a good one. Like I said, if you weren't paying attention national, just real quick, um, the Senate voted to repeal the authorized, uh, military, authorized, eh, (laughs) oh, authorizations for use of military force, uh, in the Iraq war. Uh, there was both a 1991 and a 2000. Two authorization. Uh, why this is important going through the Senate and then on its way uh, to the House and hopefully it will be supported so that this can get done is it, it enables our elected representatives 
to have more control over military actions, opposed to, as multiple presidents have done since these were made, essentially do unilateral action by themselves or their you know security council. And, and so this ensures that we as Americans have some more checks and balances in our military actions, not only today, but moving forward. And so um, I was glad to see that. I, I hope it will continue. Um, Johnny, I need to read this text. It's a long one. Johnny, you said, and you're going to slap me if I don't say it, it is world, no, no, it is WWE what is it, Johnny? It's WrestleMania it's week. It's WrestleMania week. <laughs> there you yes. go. Tell the people about WrestleMania. WrestleMania is the it's the pro wrestling equivalent of the Super Bowl. It's the biggest wrestling event of the year. Um wherever whatever city they travel to, all sorts of different professional wrestling companies, organizations, all all sorts of them have shows in the same area. Um, and yeah, the week of, I just have a different pep in my step because I get so excited for it. <laughs> Johnny, thanks for that plug. No, I really needed it, folks, because I've, I've got a text. It's a good text, and I wanted to read through it before I decided to share it or not. Um, while we're on the topic of different things, uh, Tim, appreciate you coming in on the text line. Um, Tim just says it, it makes him upset when Jane Raybould wants to dispute the Constitution of Kerry bill in the legislature right now, uh, right? Tom Brewer's everyone can carry, permitless carry, some people are saying, uh, on the heels of a shooting in Nashville, making it a gun issue, right? When it is not a gun issue, it's a mental health issue. Tim, you and I think exactly alike. But again, this is the Democratic playbook, right? Everything is about the gun. An AR is an assault rifle, even though it's not. Right, so these are just talking points that they pass out from some think tank in Washington and say this is the best chance to get movement on this, which is to pull on emotional strings of people because that's what the Democrats do. They don't actually have any evidence or anything that makes any sense to anyone. So what they do as we get closer to these votes or like an election like our mayor is they're going to tug on emotional issues. This is how they stayed close in the last big election with abortion. I mean, abortion wasn't even on the vote. But they got everybody fired up about it, and there you go. So, yeah, of course, and I've said it from the get-go, dang near every gun violence, especially school shootings, and a woman who drives a car into two guys, is a mental health issue, not a gun issue. But the Dems don't have any other way to deal with it. Right? So there's where they go. And, and that's what's sad, because then we're not getting true help for our fellow citizens and making our place safer by dealing with the Real issues on TV. Um, Second, you are not happy with the mayor. You have said uh, she gets on TV and brags about accomplishments that she did not accomplish. Um, uh, She has not been making our roads any better. Um, And it makes me mad that she gets on TV and is actually, you know, lying. Well, again, those are Tim's words, not mine. You know, what we try to do is, is show... The historical data and show where there is not lying, but I would say a very democratic nationwide tactic, which is wordsmithing, right? The Democrats are great at the art of, you know, passive aggressive wordsmithing and tone, just like I was talking about that article, right? You know, saying all this money is going to the conservative candidates and kind of the the tone is, who you know, who are they bought by? And then 
you know, oh, the little old mayor's doing good and, you know, has done all these great things. I mean, that sets a tone in an article that's political and that's a failure in, you know, major journalism right now. Um, but to your point, you know, she's going to go out and say what she's going to say. And, and it is why people need to go research, go look, maybe even feel. Do you feel the roads are getting better? I don't. Do you feel we're safer? I don't. And a lot of people don't. And and so you should expect, especially from Democratic ticket runners, emotional tugs, outright wordsmithing to get your vote. Because that's what they do. It's the same thing. Everything is blowing up trans right now and, 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 and uh, drag queen. Why? Because... Man, it's gaining traction, not because anybody really cares left or right. It's just emotional. It's emotional. So they're going to line the kids up, and they're going to tell you about this and that. And in the end of the day, that's because here in Nebraska, we're passing a lot of conservative um, legislation. We're having a big breakthrough in conservative legislation saying, hey, we need to kind of slow the brakes here. And so everybody on the Democratic side down there is, you know, Grabbing for the emotional straw, doing the filibuster forever. Uh, so just expect a lot more of it and uh, encourage you to research. And, you know, if you have to, just go by your field. Talk to your neighbors. You know. You know we're not in a better place, Lincoln. 1,499 KLIN. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1,499.3 KLIN. All right, folks, finishing up a Whatever Wednesday. Uh, tomorrow, there will be a guest host for Thursday and Friday, so enjoy that. I literally don't know who it is, but uh be a good show. I never mind taking some time to hit my little golf balls or do a family activity. I want to thank uh, Tim, Jeremy, Scott, and Mike uh, for participating in the show, and Johnny. The good question um, caught me off guard there for a second, as well as his uh, WrestleMania plug. And uh, we'll go from there. Today, like I said, maybe remember um, Vietnam veterans as today is our 50th anniversary of pulling out of Vietnam. Jim Pillen, shout out, Governor. uh, Great job honoring uh, the Vietnam veterans there uh, at the Capitol. And I think it's always good to do that. Not a place, as I said to Johnny, I would wanted to be in a conflict. Um, Those men are very heroic in a and a cause it was very controversial, but they stood the line, and uh, I always have my salute without a doubt. Um, so yeah, tomorrow um, you'll have a guest host, and Friday uh, I will be back Monday. This AI stuff has me really interested. You've got the futurists, including Elon Musk, now putting out a bunch of warnings, and so I think I'm going to spend a little time next week talking about artificial intelligence and just random thoughts. From a guy in Lincoln, because I am no expert, but uh, certainly have my thoughts and opinions. And and one of them I will just say is there's so many pros and cons for technology. And there's no doubt that there has been lots, lots of greatness and goodness done by technology. But some of it, not so much. And I'm not so sure if all this social media and and 24-hour coverage, as well as, you know, AI, is actually helping society. I just don't know. Well, enjoy the host tomorrow and uh, Friday, and I will see you on Monday, Lincolnites. 1,499.3 KLIN.